I'm Sam Seidtels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. And I want to say thank you for that. I appreciate you guys oh so much. And I also appreciate Jenny Penny. Jenny Penny, she's got to be so motivating to her students. I mean, she got me so pumped for this episode. She just has that personality that makes you fired up and ready to do something awesome. She talks all about her yoga. She talks about her struggles with MS, and she also talks about her work in hospice. She's the person you want to see during those dark times in your life. I don't know how she does it, but thank goodness there's people out there like her. We need people like her, and Hamilton is lucky to have her. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friend, Jenny Penny. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells. And you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here right now. Jenny Penny, what is up? Hey. You got requested by uh, someone that I love and respect. Do you know Jamie? I do know Jamie. Jamie LaRosa? Yes, very well. Yeah. So, And she, uh, she's she been listening to the show for a while, and uh, she always gives me feedback about certain guests, but up until this day, she's never requesting anybody. So the day that she requested Jenny Penny, I got on the phone, and I was like, you got to be on the show. <laughs> But that you told me you'd already like thought about it, which is crazy to me. I did. I did. I had I had saw I don't forget whose it was online. Uh, and then her niece, I went to school with Jess Ordilly, or I don't know her married name. Uh, but she also mentioned I should be on your show. And I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know. I kinda chickened out about reaching <laughs> out. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm it, glad I reached out to you then. Yeah, I am. It's like a really, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Um, so the reason why she requested you is because of the care that you took of her mother. Mm-hmm. You do a job that I don't think many people can do. And I know that because my sister tried. She spent her uh, college days thinking that she wanted to be, well, it's called a hospice what, what is it? Yeah. Uh, um, when I cared for Jamie's, um, her mom, um, I was a critical care nurse, but my recent job was a hospice nurse. Yeah, case management nurse. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And my sister did that. Uh, she tried to intern. Mm-hmm. She made it like a week, and she was done. She's like, I really cannot do this. I don't think she – I think the stuff she saw in that week still stick with her to this day. Yeah. So Jamie said that, like – you helped her get through this, mm-hmm. unlike anyone else she thinks could have. Oh, that's super sweet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How did you get into this profession? Is this something you wanted to do since you were a kid? Uh, my mom has always had private home caregiving. So I always saw her um, take care of patients with Alzheimer's, dementia, and she has a physical therapy background or aid background from a long time ago. And, yeah, just always wanting to get into that healthcare field, nursing has a lot of different avenues. I actually debated uh, nursing or physical therapy at one point, and I'm very thankful that I went the nursing route because there are a lot more doors you can open up to. Um, different but you fields opened of such a specific one, yeah, such a difficult one, yeah, yeah, yeah. emotionally. <laughs> I know. Uh, and you know, I you seem like the most kind person mm-hmm. around. Like, mm-hmm. do you not take? these things home with you when Uh-oh. when you when you leave work yeah that's a really good question uh, critical care you absolutely can take things home with you because you're with the patients often you're with them in their most fragile states actually hospice too very fragile states are very vulnerable um for i'm not sure why or how but the conversation pieces they come naturally naturally to me um it might sound funny saying this, but I actually enjoy helping people and through the the dying phase of life. Um, I'm comfortable with talking about that where most people fear the term hospice alone. They fear the term morphine alone. They fear just talking about death. Yes. I mean, there are some patients, uh, their family members don't want to tell the patients that they're even on hospice. And um, my passion about it was helping people not have that fear and that anxiety about the dying phase of life because it it can be a beautiful process and it's a really beautiful thing to be able to be with someone in their home 
for those last moments rather than, oh my gosh, I got to go back and forth to the hospital or one more procedure. I mean, it's, it's really special what you could do to someone, like just improve their quality of life. And are you working, are you doing this with just the patients or are, are you technically working with the families as well? Oh yeah. You're totally with the families too. Um, yeah, you're definitely caring for the families. Um, a lot of times the patients can't speak for themselves in different compromised positions if you're in critical care. Um, so you're trying to guide families on what to do, and maybe you don't get the full picture from the healthcare team. Um, I think that's why Jamie and her family, um, it's probably what she's talking about when she uh, referred to how I helped them. Because I remember spending... My shift ended at 7 p.m., and I think I was there till like, 8 p.m. or so, just talking to the entire group in our, like, the, um, the I can't remember, whatever room it was called, um, and just literally painting the picture from head to toe for them so that they can make educated decisions on what to do for their family member. And then in hospice, same thing, um, a family member, we come in as a consult, and the family member, they're the ones that's there for that 24-hour, seven-days-a-week period, and helping someone not have that fear. Uh, what does this mean? What is that? Why is she breathing this way? Why is that happening? Um, and just helping them along with that process is, is just really, it's a really good experience for them to have somebody come in the home and kind of guide you, hold your hand, you know. I'm so glad I haven't had to go <laughs> through that experience, but I can only imagine that, like, when I do one day, if I do, like, that I have someone who, is like what Jamie says about you. Like she was describing the way you were explaining just a medical procedure Mm -hmm. was going to happen. And I guess whatever you said, or I don't know how you did it, but whatever you did made her feel the love Mm -hmm. that she needed to feel at that moment. You know, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. I would want someone to do that for me. I would always talk to people as if they were like, I was caring for someone as if they were my own mother And how would I want to be talked to? You want the black and white. You don't want the gray areas. Like, tell me what it is that I'm dealing with so I know how to make my decision on, like, what my my whoever, a loved one, would want to make. And maybe they can't make the decision for themselves. That's heavy. That's really heavy to try to make a decision for someone. Keep them on life support, not. Put them on hospice, not. You know? So I'm I'm a big advocate of even, like, um, medical wills, um, advanced directives, so that, if you, you're married, right, it's like talk to each other. It's a hard conversation to have, but talk to each other. So you're honoring the person's wishes rather than in a compromised position. Oh, my goodness, I don't know what my wife would want done. Mm. You know, it's a hard conversation to have. I had it with my parents crying. You mentioned you take stuff home. Uh, yeah, you definitely try, you, you try not to. You want to set a boundary a little bit. But I'd be lying if I didn't say I was, wasn't ever crying with families. If I didn't have to go into a closet to cry, in my car to cry with hospice, you have to somehow debrief. You have to take care of yourself. But you're human, you know. Yeah, you must develop relationships with these oh, people. Oh, yeah, for sure. I for mean, sure. you're meeting, I'm sure you're, are you meeting people, developing a relationship just in the final weeks of their lives and becoming close with them? Absolutely. There are times, let's say for hospice, someone may last longer than their prognosis. Um, And then there's some people that you're admitting them as soon as you're admitting them that same day, they don't make it. But at least they had somebody in the home. Hospice, unfortunately, is not always talked about early enough to set the consultation and that service in place so that when nature takes its course, you already have everything in a row. And it just makes it just that much more um, peaceful for the patient, peaceful for the family members. Um, so, yeah, sometimes it happens super, super fast. And you really have to develop a quick relationship because you're like, hey, how are you? I just met you. She's going to take her last breath now, let's say, whether even in critical care. <sighs> yeah. that's, that's what you do. Yeah. That's your job. You're and there. there are some stories that are just near and dear to your heart you're not going to forget about ever. So what, but, what are those you know. stories? And like, what are the most, you know, I don't know if successful is the yeah. word. What's no. the word I should use? Like, what are the moments you're most proud of? Yeah. Um, I guess I'll share a critical care one. Um, I remember somebody in a very, very critical state. And the family members, we had to reach out to them. They were somewhere in military. 
and it took forever to reach out to them. Somehow a resident finally got in touch with them. So we had to, whenever they flew in, I was the nurse. I'm trying to keep the patient, it was the father, I was trying to keep him alive until the family got there, just so I can have a conversation and be like, I mean, I hate to say this, but we need to let him go, but I can't make that decision for the family members. It was just really, really torturous at that point. Um, so I had to be like, hey, how are you? I'm Jen. This is dad. Let's let them digest this. So I was super proud of myself for the way I, I gave them time to digest piece by piece. And after they kind of saw dad in this compromised position, uh, then I was like, all right, so I'm, now I need to talk about this. This is what's going on. Let them digest that. Then I needed to talk to them about, we need to make a decision now. Like it's, it's now or, you know, continuing to torture. So it was like the decision to take off life supports. So that was so challenging. And then something as silly as I advocated to get them lunch or dinner or something from the cafeteria. Like it sounds stupid, but they just flew in and they've got nothing. They're making these decisions. They're not going to think about food, but you want to make sure that they're still taken care of, you know, and I stayed past my shift for that story too. Um, hospice. I remember this one stayed near and dear to my heart too. Um, I was at the end of my shift and I went to someone who was in respiratory distress and um, respiratory distress is when you're having trouble breathing with breathing. Yeah. Yeah. With breathing. And you can tell it was going to like her last stages were occurring. Like she was actively dying is what it's called. And, um, I knew it was going to happen in front of me. Family members were distraught. So I'm offering them for what they liked. They liked prayers. They, 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 um, we're open to what's called Reiki, energy healing. I called in our chaplain for spiritual support. Um, I'm giving morphine. I was just giving a lot of morphine, we'll put it that way. Um, safely, obviously. Um, but I was, actually, I was actually praying for this person to take their last breath so that they could feel peace, finally feel peace. And the family members had looked at me when she finally did take peace, uh, excuse me, take her last breath. And they asked, what, why did her face change like that? And I'm like, this is what peace looks like. She just took her last breath. And it's, so, it's sad when you first go through it. Um, and, but it's beautiful at the same time to just see someone finally just not be suffering anymore. Um, and I remember the chaplain who was there, uh, he said the prayers based on what he knew the family wanted because you never impose on anybody for different religions. It's just that's what they wanted. And... Um, he had actually touched her chest with his prayer and the, the, maybe holy water or something. And um, that's when she took her last breath. It was just, to me, it was so wild. It was so, mm-hmm. I actually had never seen that before. Like she, she was able to cross over, you know. Um, and they actually, Whoa. I know, I know. Um, when I keep in touch with that chaplain, he said that they often ask about me, <laughs> Really, <laughs> which is nice because it was just one of those things where I'm just like, I mean, we're holding hands. They don't know me. It, that was a story that, it, and I'm leaving a lot of details out, but that was a story that when I got in my car, it took me a little bit before I could drive because I was there for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and I had just met them too. So I had helped out one of the other nurses and I was like, okay, hey, I'm Jen. I'm coming in in a very trying time right now on you and your family member. You know, um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different, different ones. It's special. I met, I met somebody who, um, he was given a prognosis of seven years for like a throat cancer or excuse me. I messed seven that up. Seven years. I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang, man, he's got some time. Rewind. Okay. He was given a prognosis seven years prior to coming on to hospice and his prognosis, let's say was two weeks. So it just goes Whoa. to show. Yes. Two weeks. Yes. Now I'm not discrediting a doctor by any means, but when I say that, it's just he just had a very strong heart. And hey, this have done these things. I mean, not that extreme, but I feel like these happen a lot where a doctor thinks you know one week and then someone survives four months, five months, yeah. but uh, seven years to two yes. weeks. That's it was. It was that was insane. Next level. Yeah, he was sweet. So he called me motor mouth. <laughs> <laughs> And, Are you a chatty Cathy? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's good, um, man. We're on a podcast. Yeah, That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just funny why I, I thought I was going to like chicken out. If someone who likes to talk and I was like, I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> I can't You're be on pro. this podcast. Yeah. You need your own show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that guy, he, he's, 
He was just a sweetheart, lived his life to the fullest. Given a prognosis, it's very hard to keep living because now you're waiting and anticipating. I remember somebody, (laughs) somebody was given a prognosis of their wife was for three days. And on the third day, he literally planned her funeral or viewing. And we were like, but she's still living. So that can't take place. (laughs) (laughs) So it's hard. I know it's funny. Like we can giggle now, but like it was hard to get him to understand that. Like, like, how do you just, when you're told something, how do you, how do you tell yourself to just live each moment, live each day and not think and wait, oh my God, is right now my last breath? Like, yeah. Th- uh, yeah. So yeah, ignorance, uh, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like a doctor's fault or anything. Sometimes they're accurate as heck. And other times it's just like, wow, the heart was stronger. The brain was stronger. Yeah. How could anyone be yeah. 100% accurate? Yeah. Like, we're yeah. all people. I know. Yeah. No. But it's right, a very, so you're still in it 100%? You're still doing this? This is your profession? Well, actually, um, yeah, I'm still a nurse, but hospice, the company I was working for, had a buyout. And that's uh-huh. a whole nother long story. So I didn't get the transition because uh, um, there were some layoffs because they couldn't offer me benefits. And I loved, loved, loved my job. We haven't. No ever, doubt. Yeah. I think anyone who's listening to this episode <laughs> can tell that. Yeah. I mean, and are probably a little bit in awe of you because yeah. I don't think any of us, I mean, maybe someone out there could. Can you do it listening at home? Because mm-hmm. I definitely could not do that. Yeah. And especially with the smile on your face and the way you see beauty and all of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I mean, you're something special to be able to do that kind of stuff <laughs> well, with, like this. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. And yeah. um, I'm just eager to learn, you know, um, and eager to to help people through their, like I mentioned, the, the fears behind it. Whether you get a diagnosis and you have a fear of a diagnosis or whether you're just fearing because you're the caregiver. Am I going to care for them right? Did I mess up? Did I not give them the right medicine? Did I, could I have done something more for someone? Like to alleviate all those thoughts and stressors, that's what I find like the reward in um, and helping people through those things. Um, because it's a big deal when you're the caregiver for someone. It's and again, we're the consultation. It's such a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking either for another hospice job and or I have a per diem nursing job and I like it. But of course, you can hear me when I say I like it versus, oh, my God, I love mm. something. <laughs> it's un- unbelievable to me. Yeah. love it this much, but I'm yeah. so glad you do. I'm glad there's people like you out yeah. there. Oh, thank you. You are def- definitely necessary. Yeah. yeah. And I just like the older clientele. I love the stories. I love hearing about people like they're. Oh, right. Yeah. Your you know clients I mean? must have the best stories. Yeah. yeah. They've lived a full life. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm working with preschoolers over there. A lot of wisdom here, too. You'd be I'm surprised. Sure. can learn a lot from kids. Yeah. yeah. Playfulness in life. That's so important. We lose that as adults. Not me. Not me either. I don't have a problem. I'm over here looking, where's your Mortal Kombat video games? Yeah, sorry. I'm a Street Fighter 2 kind of person, but, you know, we could debate that all day. We got to talk yoga, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. But you do have another profession, right? Like I you, do. And how did that come about? Because you're new? Uh, yeah, I started at yoga. So I'm a yoga instructor in 2016. Um, and so I'm branding currently Revive and Rise Yoga business. Um, actually just made a logo, which I'm super excited about. But, what, say it again? I just got a logo made. No, no, but what yeah. was it again? Oh, Revive and Rise Yoga. Revive and Rise. Yes. You came up with that yourself, huh? I did. That's nice. So we all have a story. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So I've got a story. And, uh, Revive you know. Revive and Rise. Yeah. Um, So I'm branding that business um, that started in 2016 and um, super excited. So I do yoga and Reiki. But for now, for yoga, um, I got into yoga um, in 2016 because I had a car accident. Oh, how bad? um, I totaled my car. Um, I was coming home from work and it was like a dusting of snow and my oh. car slid. Thank God there was no one else, but I went into trees and I knew it was going to happen. Just kept spinning and spinning. And I was like, yep, going to happen. going to go into a tree. Yeah. Really? You just saw yeah. it coming for a long period of time. Oh, yeah. I don't even know how many times I spun. Yeah. Um, <sighs> thank God I was wearing a seatbelt. Um, Were you I, able to brace yourself in any way since you had so much time? I think I, think I braced myself so much <laughs> that I pressed on the... <laughs> break and locked up <laughs> Everyone i probably made it worse that's the classic mistake you never yes. press on the brake i know that's how people did you break your leg um no i did not however i like i had a, a low back injury so oh. typically what people get when they're older everything in l5 s1 I, I had fractured my tailbone 
Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I know. That's yeah. Tailbone stuff. Yeah. Mm, hurt so bad. So I had gotten that car accident, and uh, literally a month to date after, I had developed eye pain and um, blurred vision. So I was like, oh, God, this is probably stress-related. I, I probably something happened from the car accident. So I let it go. Also, nurses make the worst patients. I was just going to say. <laughs> when you know what takes place, then you just don't want to be the, oh, on the other end. We'll oh, put my it that way. gosh. That's also <clears throat> scary to hear. Yeah. But go on. Yeah. So um, what I found was, well, so the blurred vision got worse. And so I have a water bottle in front of me, and it's a kind of a dark silver, dark gray color. Yeah. This was the color I started to see rather than seeing actually you and your white shirt and the green Wait, table. Wait, so I'm looking at, it looks aluminum. You, everything looked Everything like, was dark gray is what I started to see. Whoa. Yeah, in my left eye. And I, at the time, was working at a surgery center, and I was like, oh, I reached out to a, um, an eye doctor I worked with. And he checked me out, and I have no idea. I'm thinking it's going to be stress or, God forbid, there's a retina detached. Not that that's a great thing to have, but I'm like, you know. So somewhat long story short, he was working me up for MS, and I had no idea until he was like, you're going to go to Jefferson to get worked up, and I need to go on steroids and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, um, I went to Will's Eye, and I'm like, what the heck am I going to Will's Eye for? It wasn't until the MRI tech told me that I was staying for three days because of MS, and I was like, what the – and I looked at my one friend who took me there. Now, the nurse in me knows MS. Please, it do, the, can you describe <clears throat> MS? Yeah, so MS is an autoimmune disease, and it is where you have demyelination or inflammation of the sheath around nerve fibers. So if I said that correctly, it's, it damages the nerve fibers so that the signals don't send properly, like neuro neurologically. And there can be scar tissue that develops. And then you have different symptoms, whether it's mm. visual problems, which is what I presented with. And it's called optic neuritis is what I actually was termed. Um, you can have brain fog. You can have um, urinary problems, GI problems. Why does scar tissue come up? Is it because the, the nerves being crushed, like they become it's scar tissue? something to do with the inflammation on the nerves. And honestly, I... I I don't recall off the top of my head now, but I researched so much in 2016 to the point where I was giving myself symptoms that weren't actually present. Oh. So then I stopped one day looking. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I got smart one day. <laughs> There's a lot of people out here who do yeah. the same thing. Listen, people, stop Googling it all. Dude, totally. It's like a you bad just. Move. Exactly. And I was actually using reputable sources. It was just that. You, mm. Like you, I said before, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not to like where you're in denial or naive. Right. It's just you can literally give yourself a symptom because you read something. For and, sure. Yeah. And I mean, I did it right before bed every night. But so um, so I forget all the reasons why there's the inflammation and why there's scar tissue that develops and okay. whatnot. But you can have a lot of different symptoms. And the nurse in me was like, oh, wow, you can become wheelchair bound. That's the type of MS I knew. And um, issues with your gait, walking, pain, etc. So... When they first diagnosed me, it was clinically isolated, and um, I got into yoga. This all ties together, I promise, even though, I, yes, I am chatty Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got into yoga because I wanted holistic healing. I didn't believe in the medications. I still don't believe Being in the Being a person who's probably studied all these medications. So you're someone yeah. who's spent your life, your adult life, studying these medications and I don't know. You don't prescribe, right? But Correct, I mean, no. your patients, the people you work with, are probably being prescribed yeah. certain. Men, but you don't believe in it. Yeah. So I'm the type of person that if I have a headache, I'm not taking a Tylenol. Just and I don't mean this in any way towards anyone who does take medicine. This is just my belief. There's ways you can get better without just quickly popping a medicine, no, right? Yeah. If you can help it. Now, there's some people that you absolutely have different situations. Everyone's different, right? But for me, it's really difficult when I did the research on the meds for MS. A lot of meds were not even 35% effective. So I'm like, well, what's in my control if I'm taking a medicine that gives me XYZ um, side effects? And the side effects were maybe cancer or like other things. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So there were pretty some serious things. And I get it. Like an That's the most serious. Yeah. And I get it like an aspirin and a Tylenol has um, side effects too. Like everything has side effects. And they're 0.00001% for some people, right? But I still, it just doesn't resonate with me. My gut and my heart, the meds don't resonate with me. They didn't then, they still don't now. Because of the side effects. Yeah. Mm. And I, I decided to take a holistic route 
So I reached out to who was my first mentor for teaching me yoga. And she happened to be home. She was from hometown, Shauna. And she ended up moving to California. She was home doing something yoga related. And when I told her I just needed something for like holistic root, it was funny. She actually told me, she's like, I see you being a, um, a yoga instructor. And I literally laughed in her face. And I was like, you're crazy. I can't even like touch my toes. Like, huh? like I was that person that I was like, I'm not flexible enough. Were you physically like, active? Yeah, I would always go to the gym. And I have a trainer. I've been going with him. I feel like I don't always t- say it's eight years. I forget how long. But I, I do like five, three, one powerlifting stuff with him. Or I used to until I hurt my back. And now we try to modify. Okay. Um, but yeah, so always active. But yeah, so to my surprise, I ended up going into yoga in 2016 and that's the holistic route that I ended up taking and um, couple that with also going into Reiki training which is energy healing so I fused both of those to help me with the holistic side so I don't take meds Um, then there was a (laughs) flare-up so I was diagnosed clinically isolated with the left eye uh, for MS and then in 2017 I had, yeah, 2017, I think. I had a flare-up, so I started getting like this. So, so MS, when you have mm-hmm. MS, mm-hmm. you can walk, like right now, you feel totally fine? Oh, yeah. I don't even think about MS until somebody asks me about it. Like, I had breakfast this morning with someone, and she asked, and I hadn't thought about MS in, since actually then, like when you questioned me, the, um, when we just quickly were getting to know each other via, yeah. to set this up. Um, it's, it's only one other, or even my right eye, which I'll get to shortly, um, I don't think about it. The less I think about it, I'm, I'm very big on what you see, what you hold in your hand is what you see. Did I say that wrong? I always mess up phrases. Uh, it sounded good when you said it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> replay or, it and listen. <laughs> but to me, I was like, yeah. Uh, my boyfriend definitely. says I say funny things and this is right there. <laughs> <laughs> but like if you visualize something, you can make it come true. You hold it in your hand. Something like that. You follow me, right? Okay. So the more <laughs> I probably said it backwards both ways. It doesn't matter. Just keep going. Yeah. It's <laughs> typical me. Um, but so if the less I think about it, the less I was reading about it, the less I'm going to bring it to myself. So even the symptoms, the more I stopped reading about them, the more those uh, symptoms I thought were taking place that were not like I was like oh my god one day at work oh my god my left arm's numb it was mm. not freaking numb at yeah. all my mind was playing tricks on me and this was back in 2016 um but yeah in 20 in 20 like so right now yeah I'm physically fine um in 2017 I had a flare-up how did the um, flare-ups occur why yeah so I didn't take meds in 2016 when I was diagnosed but at that time I didn't change anything of my lifestyle what was your lifestyle? So my lifestyle meaning like the diet. So I just ate whatever I want, like typical anything. So if you're going to go a holistic route, I need to actually take a holistic route, which I didn't. Oh. And I just was like, I'm doing this. And clinically isolated. I don't have MS. Like blah, blah, blah. Right. And um, I turned to affirmations. So I was feeding my mind positive things. Like you try to eat good. I was feeding my mind good things. But I didn't change the diet up. Mm. stress was still somewhat present um i was going to the gym but those are really key factors for anything autoimmune disease or not so in 2017 the flare-up i had like brain fog or literally i couldn't remember anything everybody gets a little bit goofy sometimes right oh um like oh my God, I forgot the, something. you were you talking know. to the source yeah, right yeah. here <laughs> but if there's like like there's this water bottle right next to me i'd be like where the heck is this water bottle it's right next to me and I, I wouldn't be able to like, I wouldn't be able to figure that it was right next to me. Yeah. Or. Um, wow. Wow. Was, that's scary. Yeah, for sure. That would scare me if I saw it, if that was happening with you right now. Yeah. Like you wouldn't see that water bottle right in yeah, front of you. Yeah, it just wouldn't make sense to me. Like where, I don't know where it oh is. I'd go all around looking for the, in the house looking for something. I'm like, oh my God, it's freaking right where I started. <laughs> or if I were to take a step down to get out of the barn, I'd be like, where is the step? So I had depth perception issues. Literally one step. I couldn't, it was hard to find the step. Mm. peripheral vision if i turn my head certain ways i'm like is there a car next to me can i change lanes like stuff like that oh that's really dangerous yes yeah yeah vertigo dizziness stuff like that so that was my flare-up now ms can look different for different people but that was my flare-up and um i ended up going to a doctor eventually and i tried medications for two weeks i tried self-injections for two weeks and self-injections how do you handle that um, so I'm fine with needles. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. However, I didn't believe in the medicine. 
Oh. <laughs> so what happened was I got anxious. I got depressed. And I turned into, I know you're just meeting me, but I am like that positive, like I'm going to cheer you on type of person. I'm like. Listen, <laughs> coming from one to another, I'm the same way with my students. Yeah. So I, get, I see it. You are glowing with that. <laughs> you are glowing, glowing with rah, rah, you yeah. can do this kind yeah. of personality. Like I'll just meet you and I'm like, I got you, you know? Why do you think I got so stoked about this interview? <laughs> when we talked on the phone, I was like, oh my God, your energy. <laughs> You're making me feel so happy. We got to do this now. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, and, but what I allowed to happen was the medicine to strip my life from me. So I became that anxious, depressed, fearful person. I was never the couch potato person. How do people handle it when you get depressed? Uh, Well, I think I hide it well, but I totally don't because I'm so damn like bubbly all the time that people see it on my face, man. They see it. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. When you Um, get depressed, do people freak out? um, They do with me. Like they're like, what is going on? Yeah, they they just know. And I think I'm hiding it well. I think I had my mask on, but it really just hurt myself with the mask because mm. I'm pretty authentic of a person and I've learned to continue to be more authentic just feels better <laughs> um but I learned I I would put up masks and um I would try to hide things so I would never want to hurt the closest people so and I would never want my mom to know that I was hurting real deep down inside. I mean if you were fly on the wall when I was trying to take these injections I don't want to sound dramatic but I was a completely different person than what I am right now in front of you um I couldn't do it so I give people credit who do take medications. Injections were the safest route for me. You can do a pill, injections, or IV. And injections were the safest route. But again, I didn't believe in them. And then what they physically made me go through. I, was, I can't live this way. That's no way to live. Like no one should live in a state of fear and anxiety their whole life. Whether you have a diagnosis or you just have anxiety because of different things, depression because of different things, you shouldn't have to live that way. And there's ways to deal and there's ways to cope. Um, so I then turned to the holistic route, um, and I followed what's called medical medium by Anthony William. Have you ever heard of him? No, I've never heard of him. That's what he, his book is called medical medium. One of his books is called that. He's got five, but he also associates, associates himself as medical medium. And is he into what? Is it acupuncture and? Um, he's a holistic. So in his book, I was very skeptical because he says he was visited by age four or five by a spirit. Yeah, see, that's where I would have been like. <laughs> Most people are turned off by that. So I will say this. Yeah. I was skeptical because the nurse in me, my education, my career, is everything polar opposite from what this guy was talking about. So medical field, we talk about MS, autoimmune diseases, the body is attacking itself. Um, oh, I left that out when I was describing it earlier. So the body, that's what they say, is attacking itself. Okay. This guy is talking that autoimmune diseases are stemmed from what's called Epstein-Barr virus. It's like a strep throat, um, like strep virus that lingers in your um, system. And there's several stages of it. So he talks about Epstein-Barr virus. There's dormant, lays dormant in your system. And it can create the symptoms of why people say your body's attacking itself, but it's really not attacking itself. You're feeding your virus um, and or not feeding the virus, the good food to kill it. So I followed him because I trusted the person who referred it to me, although I did not do it for about a year, clearly, which is why I had the, the, um, the flare up. But what we do with him is he suggests celery juicing. So it's a really, really strict regimen. Celery juicing, um, it actually tastes pretty good, by the way, and very hydrating. Come on. Like, dude, it's so Get out of yeah, here. Does it so get good. stringy? Like, No, so you want to juice it and not um, um, blend it. But if you blend it, then you would want to strain it or something like that. But that's like, a, whatever. Juice it. Juice is like so much better. You're going to put down the air that celery juice tastes good. Oh, absolutely. Wow, that's yeah. a bold statement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, if you're going to do it, you want to have the green celery, not like the yellow and white, because it's going to taste more bitter. So there's like little tricks to it too. Oh, yeah. Wow. So celery you, hack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Celery juicing, but then you cut like ready. Like I cut out a lot of food, and I'm gonna be completely honest. I have my moments of I'm a hundred percent all in, and then I'll get to another flare up I had when I lost sight of that. Oh. Yeah. So when I was a hundred percent all in, this is exactly what I followed for about a year and a half, I believe it was. Um, celery juicing on an empty stomach, and there's a whole bunch of benefits to just celery juicing alone. And then um, 
you cut out gluten, which is wheat, rye, barley, and you cut out corn and soy, which are often substitutes for gluten. So you cut those out. Cut out out all the things. Yes. Yeah. Cut out dairy. So when you come from this town, uh, or if you're just me, you love cheese, (laughs) Mm. certain ice creams. That was so super hard for me to cut out dairy. Um, Probably one of the hardest things for me. that's so sad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. Pizza. Um, I, oh, my God. I know. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Um, that is another tough one, pizza. Yeah. Um, pork. So no pork. Um, no okay. canola oil. All right. You, and this, no eggs. The, you know what will be a shorter list of is what you, what can you eat? <laughs> uh, I know. That's what most people ask. Literally, every, I mean, there's a lot of different substitutes. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah. More raw stuff, if possible. Have you had a quick plug? Have you been to Casciano's and had their quinoa, cauliflower, curry concoction? I have not. Although I have been there and I have had other really good stuff from them, but I don't remember if I've had that. Next time you go, out. people, listeners, yeah. go to Casciano's <laughs> and drop the name Pillars of Hamilton and get that thing it's like it's oh so good curry cauliflower and quinoa yeah Mm. it sounds really good yeah (laughs) and it sounds like something i can have yeah that's what i'm saying yeah so the other thing that cut out is eggs and like most people are like why eggs because eggs are beneficial if you have no symptoms like the the whole egg you can't have egg whites yeah yeah yeah. so eggs what i learned is if you have a lingering virus in your system called epstein-barr virus eggs feed virus and bacteria so think of like the petri. But egg white is just like protein. It's just I know. Protein and- so, but think of like a petri dish. It's like an egg-based product, and on a petri dish, you are trying to grow a bacteria or a virus or whatever, right? So if you eat the egg, and you have a and you have a virus in you, you're feeding your virus. Come on. Yeah, it's so wild. So this guy obviously is going to talk so much better about it than I can. Um, but I was so skeptical because the nurse in me completely knew something different in my trainings. And then to read about this, but my girlfriend who um, referred me to it, and I know she won't mind me sharing this, um, she was trying to overcome taking seizure medication, thyroid medication, trying to get pregnant, and a couple other things. Um, She got off her meds from doing this. Um, She was able to have a baby um, when she was, I forget how long, not able to have um, a baby. And... um, there's so many other success stories, like people who have psoriasis, eczema, and their skin's covered in it, and then all of a sudden their skin... Why do you think there's like this... Is stigma right, the right word for this holistic stuff? Why is that? Um, I I think it's a fear of the unknown, maybe. I'm not sure, because I was one that was skeptical, too. I was Me, like, this, too. I was like, this shit's crap. <laughs> I said that to Kim last week yeah. in her interview. Yeah. I was like, Kim, I've spent like years just like brushing it off, like, uh-huh, new agey, you know, BS, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's like, but hold on a second. You mean to tell me that instead of taking these pills that doctors are prescribing, that straight up people get addicted to and ki- you could do this. And it's people like Elena Lombardelli and people all over this town are like, this stuff works. Yeah, no doubt. It totally does. And you just have to be open-minded to it. That's why I share people be open-minded to the part where he's like talking about being a spirit. Now, I believe in stuff, but if you don't, you don't need to. What he's giving you is facts about food food that's bad for us and food that is good for you yeah the two don't have to be tied together yeah. we could be talking about the spirit yeah outside, but it was also just talking. His, yeah and it was just his story so he's going to share a story now i i tend to have my beliefs so that's you know whatever yeah um but again i just always share with people please be open-minded to look into that because it's so helpful like what can you be in control of and it's the food you put in your body and that you don't put in your body um, it's the exercise that you're doing. It's the stress release that you're doing. But I'll be 100% honest, as I mentioned, this past summer, I lost sight of that. So This summer? Oh, that yeah. recent? Very recent. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Oh, I thought this was uh, maybe a year or two ago. Yeah. This was like so months. So I did a year and a half of this, and I was successful. I even lost like 30 pounds from it. I wasn't even trying to lose weight. It just happened because I was eating so good. 30 pounds? I know. I'm so damn sure. I don't even know where it You came lose from. 30 pounds? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I, wow. I need um, to go with myself on a diet. Yeah. Jeez, man. <laughs> but again, like... You don't need to use this as a diet because it's more like for other things, but it just happens by default when we start to take yeah, care of ourselves. For you know? sure. Um, and it's it's so amazing because in just the cir- cir- circle back, excuse me, like the celery juice can be so helpful. Whether you have autoimmune disease, you think of a whole lot of different GI problems people have. Um, if you have, I'm pretty sure cancer's in the in the books too. I'm just not exactly sure to what extent. Um, 
different skin issues. My, my mom was actually burned as a child. Um, so she's got a lot of different scars all over her body. Oh, gosh. She's been juicing a whole bunch of different things, not just celery juice, but a whole bunch of things. And I'm telling her, telling you, her skin is glowing. Her hair is, like, silky and shiny. And she's, okay. like, 60-something. You are really selling me on juicing right now. <laughs> Celery, especially. Yeah, it's so amazing. What does um, celery do for people? I feel like I really need to get yeah, into this. Actually, I'm going to refer to this oh, because I wrote she, it down because I was like, she I, has her notes. I do, I do. Finally, she's taking them Because there's out. a whole bunch of stuff. And no, I was like, just in case if we talk about celery. We, <laughs> you have celery notes. I, I do. love it. I'm so like OCD. Okay. So, celery juice helps reduce like Epstein Barr virus, it helps decrease toxins in the liver, it helps change the hydrochloric acid in your stomach. It aids in digestion, it decreases bloating, helps with skin issues, and that's literally to name just a few things. Um, There's so many different disease processes. Thyroid, um, he's got five different books about it. It's it's just so amazing. Um, And let me tell you, I receive a lot of pushback when I do decide to be a patient because I don't always go to the doctor. Because Wait, I, what do you mean you push back from Push back who? because most of the time a doctor is going to tell you, like, diet's not going to change anything. What is up with that? And why are doctors not getting the nutrition education that they need to get because they're doctors? Yeah. They're dealing with health. Do you know how many doctors I've spoken to? And I'm like, oh, my God, I know more about nutrition than you. Yeah, it's really a shame because I, I'm friends with some doctors and I give they're, – they're wonderful. So, I mean, it's in no way disrespect. There are some out there that do completely like neglect the nutrition aspect of things. I don't and think it's totally their fault. I don't feel like it's a big part of their education. Yeah, yeah. Which um, is crazy. I know. And there's, I'm still in search of the ones who are open-minded. Like, please, by all means, educate me in the way you need to, right? Because that's your job. Tell me about what you know from your experience. But there's another world out there that that maybe they're just not exposed to or maybe they're skeptical and I get it. I'm just one person. You're just one person. And maybe we're built differently and our autoimmune diseases or whatever illnesses are going to be different from each other. Um, but if, if it, it's, but if you follow him on social media, oh, my God, he's Anthony William Medical Medium. Just look at his success pictures from people sharing their stories. That alone is, like, so, so super inspiring. But, yeah, I get pushback. And so um, a lot of times they – yeah, I, I don't know how to say other than that. I just get, I get pushed back sometimes, and that's what makes me then not want to go to the doctor anymore. <laughs> don't take advice from me <laughs> about that. <laughs> you are a very contradictory person in your life. You are a nurse who's yes. going against the medical. You're like a I rebel. I know. Working from the inside. It's, <laughs> it's challenging, and I think that's what makes me love so much um, hospice end of life. Yeah. yeah. No, there's a few points. Uh, man, we've just been shooting. I know. I told you. 40-something I... minutes already. I gotta... And I have to circle back to yoga still for you. Yeah, you totally do. <laughs> well, let's talk about some of the events. You know yeah. what? A very quick commercial break because yeah. some of the yoga events you do here are with friends of mine. Oh, no doubt. That, uh, they look so cool. Okay. <laughs> All awesome. right. We will be right back. You know, studies show that... Uh, First of all, millions of people listen to the Pillars of Hamilton, but studies have shown that many of them are mothers. So, for you people, I had to invite someone straight from the Mother's Club. Please introduce yourself. My name is Helen D'Augustino, and I am currently the Vice President of the Hamilton Mother's Club. And I just wanted to talk to everyone about um, becoming involved in our club. We have one meeting a month, and it turns out really to be a mom's night out. Um, We meet over at Rocco's at 8 o'clock, and um, we plan events um, for the community, for our kids, for ourselves, and uh, it's really a good time. So wait, what is the criteria for someone to join the Mother's Club? Just be a local mom. That's it. Wait, so you're saying I I can't? No, unfortunately no, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Ba-boom. Okay. All right. So I ramble a lot. So I'm just going to sum up real quick about the rest of the story because this is also really important about why I'm doing yoga, why I'm doing Reiki. In 2018, I'll be completely honest, or excuse me, 2019, um, just this past summer, I lost sight of all the holistic stuff that I'm talking about. And, um, you know, sometimes we all go through stuff and you need to lose yourself to find yourself again. And that's what I ended up going through. So I had another flare up, but the opposite eye. And, um, 
again, went through my things and I'm in another yoga teacher training program for another certification and everything I'm learning about self-inquiry and self-discovery, becoming my most authentic self, getting out of my own way, um, calling myself out of my own bullshit, really. And what um, was your own bullshit? Yeah. So I learned that um, I, I do a lot of numbing behavior. I did a lot of numbing behaviors to uh, not deal with past, uh, <coughs> a lot of different things from my past, uh, different mistakes, but you, you need to face those things. What do you mean numbing behaviors? Uh, numbing behaviors were the summer I lost sight of all the holistic diet stuff I was just talking about. And, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to hang out and I'm drinking with my friends or um, there's a whole bunch of different numbing behaviors people can have, and that's probably a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Uh, but yeah, so um, you know, some people turn to to other drugs. Some people turn to shopping. Some people there's so yeah. many different things. You just want have. to go out with some friends and drink. I yeah, I just totally lost a lot of like the things that I valued the most. Um, Why? Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I think par- I mean I allowed myself when I was going through. Honestly, I feel like I was depressed and anxious with the hospice job that I referred to that I was um, Mm. let go of that was Mm. so near to my heart. Um, And I went through a few other personal things, too. Um, And yoga, what is so cool about yoga is yoga is so much more than the poses. Um, Yoga is a way of living. You can really embody the different things that you learn about yoga. And I was able to face a lot of fears that I had. I was able to face different past mistakes. I mean, stuff from either fears from childhood or mistakes from high school. That's so long ago. I'm 35 years old. Why Why are those things still blocking me today, right? So yoga can help you bring those things out and just live a more peaceful life. Um, and Revive and Rise Yoga, um, the name in itself is just super special to me because of the sh- story I was sharing with MS and how it made me be... I allowed it to strip me of my livelihood. I, I I became that person that was just laying in bed. I didn't want to do anything. And I tried to hide that very well. Gosh, seeing you here today, it's hard to believe you were ever like that. I know, I know. Yet somehow I still went to the gym and I, I tried to put the face on. You try to put the fake smile on, but sometimes people smile and there's shit behind that smile. That's why it's so important to be kind to people because everyone, I'm no different than anyone else. I just use yoga as a platform to to share my story, to inspire someone else to like, like revive and rise so revive is like you restore your life back to consciousness um and rise like how can you um like rise up move forward make the higher call into like what's next like it's up to you to live your life like life's too short and um i guess my goal is just to help people have a better quality of life my goal is to help people like you don't have to feel stuck you don't have to live and what with whatever you have that's weighing you down um, or, I mean, that's the hospice thing, the nursing thing that you said, Jane, like every, everything just ties together, you know? Yeah. So revive and rise yoga is just so special to me. I have some people tell me like, oh, I had to get an MRI done and you helped me because I learned how to breathe and I'm anxious. I'm claustrophobic. So something some, as simple as that. To- I think, I think what you said earlier was a big one. I mm-hmm. think a lot of people, I feel like men, especially, uh, they hang on to things from high school. Yeah, the, the times they were picked on or the mm-hmm. time uh, the girl, you know, gave wouldn't pay him any attention or I don't know. I've, I have I say it because I've seen it. I have my own best friend who still lets high school haunt him. Yeah. We're 36 years old. Totally. Yeah. And 10 years old, something happened to you as a child traumatic that makes you go through something today. Uh, it's just so crazy. You know? I don't know if it's crazy, but I definitely think that. It's something people can get past and they should oh, yeah. work towards getting past. Yeah. There's no point in hanging on to that stuff. Oh, for sure. And that's what's awesome about yoga because you can learn to tune into your body, tune into your mind, like the thoughts that might pop up. I'm learning through yoga. The way you show up on your mat is a direct relation to how you show up in life. So like on the mat, if it gets messy and it gets what you think is hard, or if you think the words, I can't do this, or I can't touch my toes, or whatever the case is, when life gets hard, do you tell yourself you can't do this? Um, It's messy, I'm afraid. So when you're saying these things on the mat, on the yoga mat, you're probably living that in life. And then you can help yourself learn things on the mat to not live that way. Or learning to have compassion for one another. There's a whole bunch of different philosophies with yoga, which is 
again, a way you can live. Now, if someone wanted to come to one of your classes, though, could someone come with just the goal of getting in better shape, maybe uh, uh, you know, getting, increasing their mobility, their flexibility? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are people who come who shared with, like I shared, I couldn't touch my toes. And now people who have had back surgeries, um, and now they're like, I haven't touched my toes in years who are touching their toes. Uh-huh. You know, um, again, it's not so much about that, but absolutely the physicalness comes like that's a piece of yoga. Um, oh, and that goes together with mindfulness. Even if yeah. if they're leaving your place more flexible, they're also feeling better mentally. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, learning different techniques of how to breathe on your mat, even when you go through something at work that pisses you off or stresses you out, kids, family, whatever the case is breathing through it right. something as simple as that Kim talked a lot about that becoming yeah. aware and yeah absolutely yeah, just being yeah totally and there's just there's just so many amazing qualities about yoga so that's my 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 goal is just to like give back to people and these know? people need this so where do they go how do they get your services yeah so revive and rise yoga because i'm branding this business it started at a local um yoga studio I actually then went into my mom's basement, brought my following there, and then Allison Gallagher, who owns Allison Ann Studio, I'll never forget, she reached out to me via social media. I had only had like one dinner with her, like a drink dinner through a mutual friend, and she was like, do you want to use my space, um, my studio to teach yoga or something like that? And it was so, (coughs) it was so amazing. yeah, it was so amazing um, because she's all about women empowering women, and that's clearly what she is helping. She's incredible to do for me. Yeah, totally. I'm yeah. so super grateful. Um, and so because I'm branding myself and I'm not on a website yet, um, I just it's word of mouth. It's word of mouth. I, my social media, like people can totally feel free to reach out to me, um, I text texting or calling me. Um, that's how people can get involved with coming. Um, and it's really cool because we continue to expand um, and we're creating a family. And I say we because it's not me. It's not about me. It's about the students. Like I'm learning from the students. We learn from each other and we're just we're creating our own little community. And it's really cool that we can do that here in Hamilton. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. It's good and, for Hamilton. Yeah. And just learning from each other, you know. Um but yeah, so Revive and Rise Yoga is just very, very super special to me. Um, I'm looking forward to see where we're gonna go with that. Um, I, I, I sublease from, from Allison's studio and it's a beautiful studio and I envision one day that I, I'm, I'm an owner. My, my, I have my own studio one day. I'm, I envision I outgrow her space. Now please, universe, don't take that away from me right now, but, <laughs> but in time, <laughs> no doubt. you know, that's what I see. And I see maybe more instructors, so there's more classes for people. You know, it's just a safe space for people to deal with their stuff. But not only do you do your stuff at the studio, you also do these events. Like, yeah. are you working with my man Jim Sacco? Yeah, man. So that all started because the family, um, I, I grew up with his bro- um, brother Chris, actually. But the family, I'm, I'm friends with some of the family members, and started out with a private yoga with a couple girls and led to like family private yoga and um from there when they were going into their brewery we were kind of toying around with the idea why not like do a yoga and brewery event so now monthly i feel like we're in our second year i don't even remember we do poses and pints wait you do it monthly yes oh my god i have to come yeah i have to come yeah i thought it was like once a year or something i actually have one this saturday dude and there might be like two spaces left which is usually not Usually it's packed by now, but yeah. Okay, I'll have to ask I don't know, maybe it's football season, so maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have to do this. Yeah. And I have to go to vinyl. Like, yeah. I, I love oh, to, yeah. I just have so many babies at my house right now. Yeah, it's really yeah, yeah. hard. Yeah, but, but I'll uh, keep you posted for sure for future ones. But we do it monthly, and it's so much fun. We do yoga before the brewery opens. It's super cheap. I try to keep... So you do yoga and then you drink? Yes, Okay, yeah, I was yeah. wondering, like, same time? How's this work? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people question that, and that's that's a very good question. But um, <laughs> no I value yoga. <laughs> question. Yeah, it's, I value yoga, but I then, you know, if you want to stay, then you can stay, you know. So yeah. people don't have to feel obligated. I also fun. value uh, Jim Sacco's great yeah. brew, so... I know. know. And it's so, it's so amazing there like they're they, they're really awesome brewery <laughs> well jim sacco is a huge wrestling fan i'm an old pro wrestler and like yeah. we just like 
me and him are yeah. we're, we're we're buds. Yeah. I want to wrestle him one day. <laughs> he wants to be a wrestler. I want to teach him. We're gonna put a show here in Hamilton. But I oh, digress. It's time for your chat pack questions. Oh, okay. Do you know about these things? I don't. Okay. Just you just pick randomly, okay. read it, and uh, if you can, answer it. All right, I go in the middle. Okay, what is your favorite type of party to attend? Examples, birthday, graduation, wedding, Halloween, New Year's Eve, etc. Ooh, favorite type of party. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with wedding because I'm in my girlfriend's wedding. She's getting married in July. So I'm going to say wedding. Weddings are awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's what comes to my mind. That would be my number one for sure. Have you been to some good weddings? I've been in a lot of weddings. Yeah. Should have been my wedding. Yeah. My <laughs> wedding was kick a killer. <laughs> it was so crazy. Yeah, I'll say wedding for now. Yeah. All right. There you go. You ready for your next one? Sure. Here it comes. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> okay. Of all the little things and simple pleasures in life, which one do you enjoy most of all? Mm. Oh, gosh. The simple pleasures. Um, Jenny Penny. Hmm. Am I saying it right? Is it Penny Jenny? Jenny yeah, Penny. so it's funny. So side note, people call me Jenny Penny. Yeah, what is that? It's not my last name. It started out, I social media handle and it's stuck and it. I don't mind it. I think it's funny as hell. People literally, I now give my contact out as Jenny Penny. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I know yeah, you as. Yeah. Don't even tell me your real last name. You're Jenny Penny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Simple pleasures. Um, I'm going to say... Are you looking to your notes? No, not at all. I was just moving them. <laughs> I, I'm a fidgeter. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I didn't actually look at my notes like the whole time. Really. Um, okay, so I'm going to say, this sounds so silly, but like airplanes. <laughs> I have a weird fascination, fascination You're like with, one of my preschoolers. What? Yeah, you like remember I huh? said like you don't lose like the playfulness. I definitely did not lose that part of my childhood. I love airplanes. Uh, if you ever drive by the AC airport and there's someone slow and you're like, get the hell out of my way. It's probably me timing an airplane landing or taking off because I will make sure that I'm, I see it. <laughs> Get out of I'm here. dead serious. My boyfriend actually surprised me with like a, a private plane driving, driving, flying lesson. Um, <gasps> so I have to do that sometime. So you flew a plane? Not oh, yet. I'm going yet. to. Yeah, Yo, I want to wait till it's nice out. Yeah. Props yeah. to the boyfriend. Yeah, good he's move the on real that good guy. one. Yeah. What a cool person. He, he's a really awesome like accountability person too with all the holistic stuff I was talking about. Like he keeps me straight. He keeps you on tap. Yeah, yeah. Even when I lose sight of things, he keeps me straight. But yeah. But yeah, so I would say airplanes, simple pleasures of just like looking at an airplane take off and land. <laughs> oh my God. That's a I great referenced an answer. airplane. <laughs> yeah, you did. But you backed it up. You sounded confident. Oh my a God. A plus. So good. I'm yeah. going to offer you one more okay. chat pack question. There's some really good ones here. I hope you pick one of the best. Okay. Always the middle. Always the middle with you. I know. I do that. If you can get everyone else in the world to share your viewpoint on one particular issue, what would it be? Ooh, that's the that's when I picked that one out. I was like, yeah. oh, I hope she doesn't feel like that one's too much pressure. No. Um, on my viewpoint. Hmm. That's a really good one. Do you have some strong viewpoints? Uh, I feel like my strong viewpoints are all about the holistic route to things. Like just being open-minded um, and taking chart, like taking ownership of your life. There you go. Let's go with that. So I'm learning through yoga. So we all tie it all together. I'm learning through yoga. Like it's all about taking ownership of your life. Like what can you do? Rather than like, this is my story. And now I just created a story around the story. Like, here's the fact of it. But because I'm living in this, this past story, like I'm just creating something more than what it really is. Rather than taking ownership of, well, I, I, can, I can do something in my life. You know, I don't have to live with anxiety. I don't have to live with depression. I can still work through things. So I don't know, maybe, yeah, maybe taking ownership or... I think if the whole world adopted that idea, <laughs> be a more be a more beautiful place to live. Yeah, I mean, like even taking ownership with um, like open communication with your partner. I mean, that was something that I went through over the summer. Like, and I I developed. I'm lear- I learned to have better communication, so that you can have like a really beautiful relationship with the person that you love the most. Mm. But you have to have that open communication. You have to take ownership that 
you were afraid to speak up about something or, you know, like get vulnerable. It's so important to get vulnerable with yourselves, um, with anything in life. That's hard to do. Yeah. Everyone's, well, I shouldn't say everyone. People may feel afraid to um, put themselves out there for different things. You know, I, you know? I, I feel really lucky that I, I make sure I'm out there all the time and it feels yeah. so good, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Good answers. <laughs> Is there anyone you want to give a shout out to? Hmm. Um, well, I would say the people that are helping me with my journey. First of all, um, it started out with Kim when with Soul Source. Um, I, sh- I could even circle back. Like anyone in my yoga and my Reiki businesses. Like Shauna was my first yoga mentor. Um, I, I, I taught at Kim's studio. My mom allowed me to teach in her basement. <laughs> I mean, my mom, people, she's like, have the girls over for dinner one night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was like a family. Uh, Allison for the studio, you know, um, and my Reiki mentors, um, I, Shauna being one and then Dina being another one. Like they each, like, I know it sounds dramatic, but yoga and Reiki saved my life because it, I, I turned to something positive where I could have gotten roped up into maybe other numbing behaviors um, or just that spiral of not living a happy, joyful life. Like you can still live a happy life even when you are going through the hardships you know it's all perspective yeah yeah there's so many people like just my students i learn from my students this isn't my yoga business isn't possible without the students you know they're amazing people you learn from your students oh absolutely and i think that's what and this is i hope it doesn't come off as cocky but that's what makes a great teacher like learning from your students and always being a student because the second there's a, a quote like yes yesterday's uh shoot i always is this a teacher things. quote yes it's from a book i just read recently oh man too. i love teacher but quotes like, too it's something to do with like it's it's yesterday's ego trip like what you yesterday's accomplishment yeah yesterday's accomplishment is today's ego trip there you go uh-huh. i got it i think oh i like that one right because it, there's if you're not like you have to keep growing like i remember having a conversation with someone before and they're like if you're not growing you're not learning you're you're dying yeah, like, I think always it's going through to be, something in life. For me, like I know certain parts of my life are completely over, and I'm just proud of it. But mm-hmm. that's not who I am now. Mm-hmm. It's time to move forward. Yeah. Like always moving forward. Be proud of what you've done. Move forward. Learn from right. it. Keep moving forward. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so cool, though. I'm. I'm I, I hope that people are open to looking into yoga. Um, it's for everybody, everyone. Um, it really can be significant change in your life if you're looking for something physical, as you mentioned, or something emotionally, you know. So, um, yeah, Revive and Raise Yoga, I'm super excited to see where this year brings me um, and brings the yoga community into our town, you know. And um, I'm learning to just stay authentic with myself and then with other people. So getting vulnerable with myself and my story. So I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes and the holistic stuff you've heard me talk about today, sometimes that happens, but that's what makes you keep growing, you know? What's the future? uh, Well, I guess you, I guess you've discussed it. Like you want your own studio. I think one day I do. I know one day you can. And that studio would be amazing. Gosh, the heart and soul you put into everything you do. Mm. I think people would flock. Why why not you and Kim? Why don't you and Kim? I know. I know. It's funny because Kim and I have talked about stuff like briefly before. you and Kim... Yeah. Put together something. Yeah. Hamilton has the best of the best right there. Um, Kim and I did a really awesome yoga and acupuncture event before, too. We just, we mesh well together. Kim, she's amazing. She is. She's really, she really is. You and both I, are. Really. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You both very much are, are, you guys are perfect for this kind of job. Yeah. And like our, not just our town, but like the world needs like, I don't know, the viewpoint question. Let's circle back. The world needs more yoga. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to share um, like one of my one of my goals is this is a quote that I had gotten. It, it's I, I want to offer myself wholeheartedly and present and walk with people that I love through their fears and their messes because we're all walking each other home to peace. So that's like a huge goal of mine. You know, like here I am. We're in this together. I'm no better than anybody else. You know, we're just we're, we're here together. So, and we're better together. We're better at creating that connection, you know. The more but, the merrier. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty awesome. 
You're pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for doing so this. So are you. Thank you so much for having me. You didn't cry. No, I know. I know. <laughs> You're having but too much you know fun. what? Yeah, definitely having fun. And that's when you start to realize and you're starting to heal when it doesn't make you cry as much. Because I've had plenty of times talking about stuff that it has made me cry and you can't get through it without crying. So. You have such a good point. Yeah, if you can yeah. just talk about it and smile at the same time, yeah. you know you're healed. <laughs> yeah. You know you're healed. I did a lot of, like I said, a lot of self inquiry like acupuncture kim has helped me big time this summer um a lot of yoga for me like i'm so big on self-care huh, another viewpoint see there you go circle back to your chat thing what is it called <laughs> self-care is so damn important yeah. we lose sight of that lives are so busy yeah it's take care of yourself like literally put yourself on your own calendar like schedule yourself yeah you know daily yes. your, your hourly calendar yeah 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 god you rock awesome oh thank you thank you so much for coming on <laughs> Thank See you for ya. having me. For sure. See ya, people. See ya.